Hi, hi, welcome to Pretty and Blunt. My name's Megan if you're new here, and if you're not, welcome back. In today's episode, I'm talking about self esteem and confidence because lately I've been stepping into a version of myself that I'm completely obsessed with, and I want to share with you guys what I accredit my resilience to. I feel like I've spent a lifetime dimming myself down, taking L's, not feeling worthy of love or genuine friendships, I've projected a lot of my insecurities onto others, and I've missed out on multiple opportunities, all because I've had low self-esteem. Having low self-esteem affects the way you operate in the world. It's the reason you can't make eye contact with people, you're constantly worrying and doubting yourself, you lack boundaries. You may lack a sense of identity and try to find it through another person or job or passion. You think your worth is based on who you're dating, numbers, people and their opinions. When you don't really value yourself or see yourself as deserving of good things in life, you start to work against yourself. This manifests into self-sabotaging. Self-sabotaging is not just about missing opportunities, it's about not prioritizing your needs. It's choosing to go out for a drink instead of going to the gym, watching a movie instead of studying, waking up late, not showing up on time, lacking discipline, not valuing your time or your energy. Having low self-esteem can affect your self-respect. It allows you to settle, accept the bare minimum, be in a relationship that doesn't fulfill you, stay at a job that doesn't fulfill you, have friends who put you down or don't appreciate you. It allows you to put other people's feelings, issues, and mental health above your own. For the longest time, I was Captain Sabaho. By nature, I care deeply about others, and it's my first instinct to put others before myself. I've been like that since I was a child, and it isn't until recently where I realized not everyone's wired that way. Um, My coworker even pointed out that when I complained to her about certain things, she's like, it seems like you care more about how you're affecting others than others are affecting you. And I'm like, yeah, isn't that what everyone should be doing? I'm gonna hurt their feelings. Hurt their feelings? You just walk around all day thinking about other people's feelings? Yeah, don't you? No. How do you get anything done? It's hard. I thought I was doing others a favor by listening to their problems, being the therapist friend, letting their red flags slide, giving them grace for their mistakes, agreeing to follow their plans, constantly overgiving and filling up their cup so that they feel seen, they feel heard, they feel understood. However, by allowing my energy to be easily accessed by whoever, I found myself only attracting chaotic relationships, people who are overly dependent on me or narcissistic people, people who took advantage of me, didn't appreciate me, didn't have the capacity to reciprocate. And then anytime someone normal would come into my life, I would reject them because it wasn't what I was used to. But in return, you guessed it, I began to feel sad, drained, I was neglecting my own mental health and my own priorities, which is nobody else's fault but my own. You know, I never knew how to speak up for myself or set a boundary. It was uncomfortable for me. 
I suppose that stems from a fear of confrontation, a fear of letting others down, or wanting other people's approval. I wanted people to like me. You know, that's a big people pleaser quality. That's why people people please. They want others to like them. And I had to realize people know what they're doing. When someone disrespects you, cheats on you, lies, steals, is stringing you along, criticizing, or simply just using you for their own benefit, they know what they're doing and they will continue to do it because you're not sticking up for yourself and not breaking that cycle. Most hurt people feed off the energy of others. Because you're energetically fueling someone, they are benefiting from you. When someone talks shit to you and you give them a reaction, you just gave up your energy. When you chase someone and they just string you along, you're just fueling their ego and they like the attention you're giving. When you're having the same argument over and over again and this is the fourth time this person's apologized to you, please recognize the pattern and understand that they heard you the first time and they didn't give a fuck the first time. Nine times out of ten, they're only apologizing because they want to see if you're still stupid. Just kidding. But they want to see if they still have access to you. People will recognize when you lack self-respect and take advantage of it. I like to call these people energy vampires. How do you know someone's an energy vampire? Your body will feel drained. You might be sad, have anxiety. They will bring you confusion and chaos and they will depend on you for their happiness. They might also be really in and out of your life, wishy-washy, leaving open promises, doing one thing, saying another. It's basically a really one-sided relationship. When they need something, you're available, but when you need something, they're nowhere to be found. So it's important to recognize who these people are in your life and cut that shit out because they don't care about you, they care about what you can do for them. Pay attention to how you're feeling around certain individuals. Your body is a sixth sense and will tell you whether or not something or someone is good or bad for you. Speaking up for yourself can be really intimidating because you might be afraid of confrontation or ruining a relationship or a fear of not being understood or coming off as too much, too caring, whatever the case may be. But if you don't like how someone's treating you and you don't talk about it or address it, then how do you expect anything to change? How do you expect others to know how you're feeling? You need to work on being vulnerable, authentic, and speaking your truth because that will empower you. And if what you have to say ruins a relationship, then it was built on faulty foundation and they are free to go. Because the real ones are going to listen, understand, and want to work on things and, you know, fix things with you. So, don't be so afraid of losing others. Um, also, I've noticed in myself, by me not addressing certain things head-on and avoiding them because of whatever reason, I ended up building a lot of resentment and had patterns of ghosting friends blocking people, completely just distancing myself rather than addressing the issue, or I would have a last straw moment and just blow up on someone and then list all the reasons why I'm mad at them and ew, 
looking back at myself doing stuff like that is so cringy. But if you don't cringe at your old self, then have you really grown? No. Um, but yeah, don't do that. I think it's important to address things head on, even if it's uncomfortable. I promise the more you do it, the easier it gets, you know? It's, it just takes practice. Standing up for yourself doesn't make you argumentative. Sharing your feelings doesn't make you oversensitive. And saying no doesn't make you uncaring or selfish. If someone won't respect your feelings, needs, and boundaries, the problem isn't you, it's them. And I yeah. want to be around you more often. I'm going to reach out to you so that we can hang out and do I really, stuff. I would really like, I don't know, because you know what? I've had a really fucked up three or four months. Yeah. I, I really have. I really have. And it's been kind of like, I'm kind of getting out of it. Yeah. You know, the Brendan Chubb joke you did was fair. <laughs> topical. Fair, topical, fair. Yeah. You I mean, it came out of left field. It's fine. So, it's Brandon been a really weird, is a sweet dude. He's a great, great guy, yeah. He's a sweet dude. Sweet, I, sweet. And then, by the way, I can also understand you not wanting to be friends with him. I can understand that. Sure. Like, I can understand that, and I think he should understand that. But, but... Uh, I can't, I, I can't, I'm sorry. I, sorry. Fit. I can't allow people to talk to me in that way. Nope. Okay? Yeah, yeah no, and I, I, and I, I've, way, yeah. I've been people's bitch for so long in comedy. I, I started in the 90s. Right, and I have to fucking down, put some boundaries down and go, please don't talk to me that way. You know Good. What I mean? Good for you. you know Bobby, I'm the same way. Right. I'm the same. So We've talked like, about this. We I'm have not, talked we, about it. So that's all yourself, it is. Standing up for yourself is very difficult to do, and we're the yeah. kind of people, for whatever reasons, and that's what my, you know, my legit problem with the Ari thing when he drugged me was that <laughs> I go, I, I told him this. I said, you know that my fucking mantra is, do you think I'm weak? Yeah, because I'm a right. nice guy, you think I'm weak. And I go, you know that. As my friend, why would you lean into that? And he was like, oh, fuck. I didn't even think about it. And I was like, I know, but when you do that to someone, that's a, you fuck with my mantra of the right. thing that I say to myself all the time. Yeah. And now I'm forced to say it to you. And so now it's like, and, and but I, I've stood up for myself at times. Is he allowed back in this house? No. Self-respect is about remembering who you are and calling your power back. It's about not allowing others to define what your boundaries are or who you are, your worth, your value, what you can do and achieve in this life. It's allowing people to lose you because if you truly believed in yourself, your worth, and your value, you wouldn't accept anything less than what you deserve. And I promise when you decide that you're worth more, God will start opening doors and make it your reality. Lastly, if you are a healer or an empath of some sort and you genuinely want to help others and heal others, the best way to do that is embodying that energy yourself. Lead by example. Um, I've never learned a lesson from a bitch who was insecure or wasn't doing this shit, you know? So lead by example. If you have to cut someone off, be that lesson for them. You know the old saying, you can bring a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. It's important to recognize that you can help people by inspiring them and supporting them from a distance, but don't make anyone else's problems your problems. You already have enough problems as a spongy, emotional human being. Just focus on you. You can't pour into others if you aren't full within yourself. Is that wrong for me? Wanting more for myself, wanting people to treat me with respect. But you know what? Next time they know better. But had I accepted the pickle juice, 
I would be drinking pickle juice right now. Another element to confidence and high self-esteem is believing in yourself. Believing in yourself is about trusting yourself. It's going after your goals, taking risks, failing and getting right back up, reinvesting over and over again. It's about not attaching to an outcome, the hows, the whys, the wins, but trusting in that inner knowing, in that inner desire, that whatever you want is already yours and is going to manifest. It's trusting that whatever's for you will not pass you. If you feel like you've missed out on an opportunity, have taken an L, fumbled somebody, trust that it was meant to play out that way. And again, that what is for you cannot pass you. Believe that there's still more out there for you. Get rid of that limited lack mindset. Having a lack mindset is really foolish. It's the epitome of self-sabotaging. When you have a lack mindset, you may see yourself as a victim, think things are too expensive, believe you'll only be happy when you receive certain things or get to a certain point. You see everything as a competition. You believe that times are tough and opportunities are limited. You avoid taking risk. You fear change. You don't like to share knowledge. And you only believe that one person can win. So the first step to achieving your biggest dreams and goals is shifting from impossible thinking to possible thinking. Recognize that a belief is just a thought in your mind. You get to decide whether something's going to work out for you or not. Do not believe in things that will harm, discourage, or work against you. Instead, focus and visualize how you want an outcome to play out. Henry Ford once said, If you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. How are you supposed to prove to yourself that you can do something if you don't take the risk and do it? Why have you accepted that failure before you've even tried? Failing is a part of the process anyways. You don't wake up every day with all of the answers. You gotta make mistakes to learn. Don't let fear hold you back or rob you of an experience. Because you never know unless you try. A lot of people stay in situations they're not happy in because they're afraid of the unknown. They're afraid of making a mistake, regretting something, making the wrong turn. But let me tell you, when you're going after the things in life that resonate with your soul, that are in alignment with you, that match that standard of that vision in your head of what you think you deserve, understand that inner desire is there for a reason. Your soul is calling out to you to follow it. Your intuition is giving you divine guidance. Your body feels a certain way around certain people for a reason. You get excited or passionate about a project for a reason. You dream about certain things or a certain relationship in your head or a certain home or a certain job for a reason. It's yours already. When you're in alignment with who you are and you take that leap of faith, God will assist you with that by unexpected money, aligning you with people who have the same dreams, goals, values, giving you a job opportunity out of the blue. Magic really starts to happen when you trust, when you let go and you let God. I promise you're not meant to be settling or miserable. You are meant to live an abundant life. That's what God wants for everyone. Lastly, when you decide to choose yourself and go after whatever it is you want to achieve, 
you're going to notice a lot of people aren't going to be so happy for you. Typically, the energy vampires in your life that have lost access to you are going to have opinions or villainize you. And you have to learn to be okay with that. Not everyone's going to understand or be happy that you're happy without them. It sucks, but when you start to empower yourself and find your confidence, you may start to trigger those around you who haven't found that within themselves. And it's important to remember that it's not your job to protect their feelings. If they're bothered or feeling insecure about whatever you're doing, what's that got to do with you? If people want to say you're acting different or get mad whenever you need to do something for yourself that doesn't involve them, that's their own insecurity wound that they need to figure out. You've worked through your shit. That's why you're a confident, glowing, beautiful person. And if they can't handle it, they can't handle your shine, tell them to look away. Talk about what? I enjoy to publicly humiliate me. You know about the dress. Yeah, Laurel told me. She said it was an accident. Clearly, she doesn't know you. I'm sorry. I was hurt. Okay. You blew off our most beloved tradition. Just get over it. Where? Excuse me? My whole life, I have been bending over backwards to protect your feelings. And you know what? It's not my fault you're so insecure. And I'm sure it's not your fault you're so conceited. I'm just tired of trying to hold myself back so I don't outshine you. Oh my god. Uh, Can you hear the words that are coming out of your mouth? Just the truth. From now on... I'm going to be who I am. And if you can support that and not be threatened and competitive, then great. If not... Okay, now that we've gone over the two main ingredients you need for confidence, I do want to say that confidence isn't just something you wake up having. It takes practice, and I think if you make a conscious effort every day, it just becomes easier and easier. So, for example, if you have bad posture, if you avoid making eye contact with people, start walking around with your shoulders back and your head held high and make eye contact with people. It may feel uncomfortable the first few times you try, But with practice, it'll break that fear and barrier you have associated with people looking at you, analyzing you, or trying to intimidate you. If you have anxiety talking to others, you can practice this by complimenting your cashier register lady, or saying hello to your neighbor, or, um, I don't know, get a job where you're forced to talk to others. Be open to conversation and Don't overthink it so much. Don't sit around thinking and cringing about every little thing you're saying or doing. Like, let go of the cringe, let go of the overthinking, just be chill, be cool. Of course, there's going to be some awkward moments where you say something and, you know, they, they don't get it or whatever, but it's okay. Roll it off your back and try again. The obvious tip I want to give to you guys is pouring into yourself. When's the last time you got a haircut, went to the spa, got your nails done, bought you a bomb-ass outfit, booked you a dope-ass flight, got some dope-ass concert tickets? When's the last time you've done anything cool for yourself? 
Well, it needs to be a part of your routine every day. Even if it's just self-care at the end of the night, your skincare routine, buying yourself really good products like a good cologne, perfume, um, body wash, I don't know, whatever it is. Um, Little things like that make you feel good about yourself. And my ultimate confidence tip is to get your ass active. Run, do Pilates, lift weights, do yoga, tennis, pickleball, basketball, soccer. Like, there's so many things you can do. There's so many fun activities you can get involved in. Because when you start to look good, you start to feel good, and you start to act good. So... Yeah, that's a number one thing you should be implementing in your everyday life if confidence is something you're really striving for. Lastly, do something, take a risk. Do something cray-cray. Do something that's going to challenge you in that when you accomplish, you are going to be like, what the fuck, I did that. I did that shit. Because it'll empower you. Go run a mile. Read a large book. Go ask the person you really like out on a date. You can take a course or a class or start a project that makes you happy. Pick up a hobby that you can invest a lot of your time and energy into and invest in things that you can watch grow because it's really exciting to level up in different ways. Like, oh, I used to suck at that and now I'm really good at it. Having a hobby is really cool too because I think it helps with discipline and self-control. So when you have a goal in mind, it'll help you in other areas of your life. Like, oh, I gotta say no to that meal. I gotta say no to that party because I'm so happy and focused on this project or this passion I'm working on. So I also want to point out that confidence is about having control over your own emotions. It's about being in charge of how you're going to react to certain things and not giving that power to anyone else. So I felt like I needed to say that because I, you know, really didn't quite say that, but that was the underlying message of everything. Learn to know yourself, know your worth, be calm, cool, collected, and secure within yourself that whatever anyone has to say or what they do cannot affect you because you know yourself and they're dumb. Okay, guys, that's where I'm ending today's episode. If you do listen to this podcast, you know the drill. I'm going to end off with a Bible verse because God be speaking facts. This one is all about believing in yourself. Let's get into it. If anyone says to this mountain, be lifted from your place and hurled into the sea, and has no inward doubts, but believes that what he says is happening, it will be done for him. I tell you then, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and that it will be yours. Mark eleven twenty three through 24. I also want to give you guys some homework. Connect with your solar plexus chakra. It is associated with the color yellow, so you can wear yellow, be in the sun, eat bananas, buy sunflowers, etc. When this chakra is healed and balanced, it allows you the ability to have confidence, be assertive, make decisions from your inner wisdom, and it is key 
to unlocking our personal power and our sense of self. Um, I'm going to be reading some affirmations if you want to stay and listen, but if not, thank you for listening to today's episode. All right, let's get into it. I also, I don't know if y'all can hear it, but I have some background music going on this whole time. It is solar, uh, solar plexus type, um, what's the word? Frequency. So yeah, anyways. I stand in my personal power. I wholeheartedly believe in myself. I hold the key to my own happiness. I am capable of accomplishing incredible things. I choose to let go of comparison. I value myself. I am focused on the present. The only approval I need is my own. I am allowed to take up space. 